All right, Jared. Uh, we talked about this. It is uh, the holiday season. It means gift time. I'm having a problem with with gift purchasing in general, but I'm thinking that there's a pretty simple option if people want to buy me some gifts for the holiday season. You're gonna put one of those like like gifter kind of things together. Where you have a list of things people can buy you if they go to the website and stuff. Uh, I've never I've never been a list guy like that. I think I, I, here's the thing: is it is it wrong to flat out tell people? Like I'm, I'm into this. Go buy me it. I literally emailed a link to my family and said, if you're interested in giving me a gift, these are some of the things that I'm interested in. Okay. And each one of them has a link to another thing, stuff like that, including a link to link to a site called Mac Weldon, which can give me a few different kind of undergarment options. Uh, well, not only undergarments, and, and look, I'm looking at MacWeldon.com right now, and I'm telling you, these sweats that they have, the hoodies, the, these look like I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hoodie kind of guy, like. Not the big bulky, like I, I don't want my hoodie to make, to make me look like I'm small. Like I'm not looking for the big heavy sweatshirt style hoodie. I'm looking, I'm looking for, for a 65 degree evening hoodie. Boom. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, I'm rocking one right now. I need more. I need to expand my collection. MacWeldon.com. And if you use the, if you use the promo code best, when you check it out, you get 20% off. So there it is. I should be telling my people. This is what I want. Here's how you get it. Here's how you get 20% off. I put it out there on Facebook. I was like, listen, y'all want to give me something? Get it for 20% off. But Jason, if you had to guess, how many pairs of underwear do I actually own? Uh, I would guess that you own uh, three pairs of emergency underwear. I own one pair. You want one pair of I own underwear? I own one pair of boxers that are so old, the elastic barely... Holds up, and the only reason I have them is when I play soccer. Because I have these white Nike shorts that are really nice, but you can see through them. Okay. So in order to have my junk can't be seen, I have to wear boxers when I do this one thing. And they are the saddest thing. They bunch up on me when I play soccer. So I'm hoping that I'm going to get a pair of boxer briefs from Mac Weldon and see if that is my answer to my soccer woes. Yeah, man. Look, look uh, again, the options are... Uh, are, are numerous underwear, boxers, trunks, briefs, long underwear. If you got the, if you got the coldness thing happening wherever you are, v-neck, crew neck, tanks for t-shirts. Those are undershirts. You got actual t-shirts that you can rock as, you know, as outerwear when you, when you're going out. Jared, the sock game again on point with that, uh, hoodies, the pants, everything. Here you go. MacWeldon.com. Use that promo code best. Get 20% off. Support your boys. You sure you're ready for this? I'll do my best. Your best? Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and f*** the prom queen. Welcome to the best soccer show. The best soccer show in the whole world. Here we go. Best soccer show. Backheel.com. Jason Davis and Jared Dubois. We actually are live this time. We're That's not on weird. video. We're not no video, but we're live. We're here. We're, we're, uh, we're ready to talk to you, the American people in a, in a week when nothing happened pretty much, right? Um, it depends what you, something happened. I mean, it's definitely a letdown from MLS Cup the week before. Right. But right. based on the television ratings, no one noticed anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Do you want to talk about that? I mean, we'll talk about that if people want to call up and and mention it. I had a whole discussion I mean, about it today. I, 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 I didn't expect anything different. No, of course. And I was sort of over it, but but ESPN is they're committed to the long term and robbery rah rah. And who cares? I mean, so we just got the vote of confidence as a league. <laughs> yeah, if you read uh, Jonathan Tannenwald's interview with. <laughs> Scott, uh, I can't pronounce his name. It's something uh, Italian. It's very difficult. He's all about behind the league, um, and you know they're going to move forward and et cetera, et cetera. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it is what it is. As you said, no one expected any different. It's Portland and Columbus. What do, do we really think that the bump would have been that much different if New York had been in the, the final? No, I mean there would have been something. It would have been a little bit better, but I don't know if it would have been a good. Would a good it be number. last year? Uh, I don't. I don't know. No. What was last year? I mean, even even New York, while a bigger market, still doesn't have the name appeal that like the Galaxy has in their final. Yeah, I I, I suppose, but that's <laughs> it's still a market thing, and 
And you also had the Landon know. Donovan's final game, Kenny Gore as the champion kind of thing. There was better narratives last year. I'm not, I think the final itself from a playing standpoint, I think the level of play, I would say this differently, the entertainment of this year was much higher than I think many of the, uh, the Galaxies MLS Cups, which tend to be kind of boring. No, I don't think on it was, purpose a lot of the times. Yeah, well, the fi- one-off finals aren't always the best games. I mean, they just aren't. I mean, Spain won a World Cup getting kicked all over the field by the Dutch, and I mean, they're not complaining about it, but it was a, it wasn't a good World Cup final. I mean, it just was what it was, right? Yeah, and I think the best thing to happen to that MLS Cup uh, last week was the early goal. The early goal yeah, sets okay. a tone for the fact that one of the teams at least has to play. Yeah, I mean we've already we've already kind of gone over how that game played out. I mean, I, not that you know take anything away from Portland. They had all their celebrations and the parades and la di da. It was all fantastic. They traded away their players. Did you hear what Will Johnson did? No, what did he do? So at the at the like, so they I guess they had they did have a parade. I don't know what day it was, but they had a they also had an in stu- in stadium celebration. Like they set up a stage. At Providence Park, and I guess either season ticket holders or, or whatever were able to come in. I don't know, maybe all Timbers fans. And so they had a crowd there, and they all got up, and you know the team was on the stage, and certain players spoke, and they raised the the trophy up, and did their mm-hmm. did their thing, they did the whatever Tetris and all that stuff. And Will Johnson gets up there and goes, "Bleep Seattle!" And he's leaving, like he's leaving. He's not going to be a Timber next year. And like his parting oh. shot was bleep Seattle, which I thought was pretty cool. Well, I guess you know where he's not going. Well, that it'd be amazing if he did end up in Seattle, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I guess. So why is he leaving though? Is his contract up? No, um, I, I I think that there is. Well, there's a there's a little bit of behind the scenes rumor stuff that I've heard related to his injury when he came back, choosing to get ready to play for Canada versus waiting the season out to be healthy for the Timbers. They didn't like his his uh, prioritizing the the national team, and maybe that's part of why he's going. But they also so, let me ask like, a question. Oh, 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 oh. So who has the greater? Um, yeah, what, what, I almost want to say it's not little man syndrome, but like, you know how the U.S., everything we do, we reflect it off of what Mexico does. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Little, like, it's little brother. Yeah, it's like a little brother. Who's, thing, yeah. yeah. Whose negative symbiotic relationship is worse? USA's and Mexico's inferiority, inferiority compass or the back and forth between Seattle and Portland? Um, because even in this, your moment of greatest accomplishment, you have to dig at the other guy. Yeah, but I think that's good rivalry. I don't necessarily think that that's about, um, you know, little brother syndrome or whatever. I mean, certainly as a, as a town, maybe poor, I don't know. I'm not speaking for Portland here, but maybe, maybe they got a little bit of that. But I think that, you know, when, if Ohio State wins the national championship, there are people out there saying F Michigan. It just it comes with the territory. It's what you do. You know, if, if the, the Red Sox win a World Series, no matter who they beat, no matter who they play, it's always getting one over on the Yankees and vice versa. Well, maybe not the Yankees. The Yankees actually do pretend to be the big dog because they are. So they don't, they don't necessarily have to like swat down at, <laughs> at anybody. But you're, I mean, there's, there's something to be said for not letting that rival get to you in your big, biggest moment. But at the same time, the guy's leaving. He's been there for a couple years. He's been the captain. You know, he, it's cheap heat too, right? It's cheap heat. Cheap heat that the other team just can't respond to, for one. That's Which true. Which is probably yeah. the best heat, to be honest. Yeah, with it's you. cheap heat for that crowd, and Seattle, nobody in Seattle can respond in that moment. The phone number is, uh, 347-756-6276 if you want to give us a call. Again, it's sort of, a, it, it is a down, it's the end of the season, it's the end of the year. I mean, there really isn't, I mean, we talk about Justin Mapp going to, to Kansas City. Woo! I mean, I like Justin Mapp. Yeah, it's what it means, though. Yeah, you think? Do you feel like it's a big deal, though? Do you really feel like it's a big thing? Um, yes and no. I mean, I'm not. I, I don't think it's. I'm not like jazzed about it or anything like that. But I can understand what it signifies in being the first true free agent signing for any MLS player. This is what they've been working for. This is something that they've been striving for. This was a big give by the owners. And a big achievement by the players. Now, granted, people are going to downsize what they actually achieved over the last uh, collective bargaining agreement, but yeah. they have this. You can point to this. Okay. Just a map and signed a contract on his own terms. Now, whether that got him more or less than what he may have gotten otherwise, I, I can't tell you. Mm-hmm. But 
it was on his terms. Okay, fair enough. By the way, Bob Foose, who's the uh, the director, head, whatever, leader of the Players Union, had some things to say about the, the increase in TAM. Jared, have we had a talk about TAM yet? We haven't had a talk about TAM. We've had t- we've had Tam talks, we but I don't think talks. we've had a recent Tam talk. Is that like a like the bastard cousin, like the 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 cousin they put in the 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 basement the, of TED talks, Tam talks? I don't know. Oh yeah, Tam talks. Tam talks. Um, Bob Foose said it's counterproductive and unnecessary and blah 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 blah. He says it's good they're investing, but it's basically like uh, too much, too much, too complex. And I agree with the dude. I mean, again, he's got a vested interest in this thing. Yeah, why not just raise the salary cap by the amount that's the what TAM he said. is? That's what he said. I think the TAM Because funds, it can't be traded then? Because you can trade TAM, right? Yes, you can trade TAM. So how is TAM, TAM differently, different than allocation money? Uh, it's, it's, it's specific, it's specific allocation money that only applies to guys between 435 or 450 or whatever that is and a million bucks. Okay, I guess allocation money you can use for any player salary then. Yes, exactly. A general allocation money, and you can't mix the two. Like you can't apply G. I guess we're calling it GA. And we never had a word for it before. It was just allocation money. Now we have to call it a different kind of allocation. Well, That's why I, I don't like that it's, it's infringing on Eddie Johnson's uh, gam. <laughs> gam is is gam better than Eddie? What have you done for me lately? What is gam better than Tam? It depends on what what kind of how you want to use your am. Okay. Do you want to use your am as ass man, or do you want to use your am as allocation money? Uh. <laughs> I, I think the, the 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 tam is an interesting concept. I like what it does. I just it 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 just further. It's one more layer of comprehension for an average sports fan. That keeps them at a distance from really understanding what goes That's, on. In yeah, you know, I had that sort of, uh, I had a rant like that today on SiriusXM. I could, couldn't help myself. I mean, it, it's, it, it's, it's so much, and it's so much. De- and it, it, it's here's the thing: it's all these complex rules without actually knowing what every team has or what you know. You don't know anything. You don't know what how much TAM somebody's trading for so and so. You don't know how much GAM we're going with GAM on that one. We don't know how much GAM they have. We don't know. We definitely are stealing that. We're, we're, we're uh, sorry, Eddie. We're taking it. It's GAM now. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's interesting. Uh, Trevor put it in the chat, and I didn't know this that unused TAM goes back to the league, and you don't want the league to have anything, right? Well, you gotta spend it. You gotta spend it so you don't lose it. I guess uh, if you're gonna lose it, you might as well spend it. And it's coming There's out. There'll be all sorts of unnecessary player purchases just to use that at TAM. I, ju- I just, I'm just, I'm just tired. I'm just tired of uh, uh, the arcane nonsense, Jared. I'm tired of having to be an accountant with like you have to be an accountant who went to Hogwarts to figure this stuff out. Like you have to be. No, and I was thinking like it's almost like Tolkien. Like if you have to try to explain, <laughs> like I, I watch. Lord of the Rings, and one of the reasons I just could not get into those movies is because I just couldn't keep track of all the characters yeah, and their names and the places and stuff like yeah. that. And that's how I feel. It's not so bad for me because like, I'm a guy that, like, for, from the Lord of the Rings perspective, that maybe was raised on the Saturday morning TV show, so it wasn't as hard to get into it. If you just have my kid watching Lord of the Rings for the first time, it's equivalent to a, bringing a guy to an MLS game for the first time because mm. how do you explain all this world to someone, how do you, how do they not just shut off when you explain the GAM and the TAM and, and, and all the allocation money? Oh, but yeah. there's also the designated player rule, but then there's also a young designated player rule, and then there's the salary cap, but that doesn't really apply to the GAM or the TAM. And then on top of that, you have to understand what offside is. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, well, I mean, as look, if soccer didn't wasn't hard okay, enough th- already. Th- there's the game, which in and of itself isn't overly complicated. Now, as with anything, as with any sport, if you want to be truly initiated, you got to find out what a, you know. You got to understand what a what a four three three is, what a five three two is, why a why a three man back line is actually a five man back line with a five man mid. You know these things that are 
tough to understand if you're just if you're brand new to the sport that you kind of pick up over time right uh that that's one thing uh, but generally speaking the game is simple kick the ball into the net okay that's the that's the game you can understand that no matter who you are but then you take I, I, then you take the game out of the, the the game itself the actual 90 minutes out of the equation and you ask fans who are trying to become invested emotionally into their teams to try to follow along what their teams are doing as they try to build through an offseason because guess what you want to continue this is why the NFL works. That's why the NFL is genius because they they're a 365 day a year league, even though they only play games for 16 weeks because they know how. Or well, the, in the playoffs, they know how to keep people intrigued. They know how to people keep people keep people interested. There's the free agent period, and there's this thing, and there's that thing, and there's there's uh, OTAs, and there's, there's there's the draft, and all this stuff. And that, that people can continue to talk about. And if MLS doesn't understand that the complex, the complexity of their rule book and their player acquisition rules make it difficult for people to follow, I, I don't know. I don't know. But that's not to be said, though, that there isn't stuff like going on. MLS has all of those same things that you're just talking about. It's just that people don't care as much. Like there was a waiver, or there was a waiver period that just went by. There was uh, players that didn't sign uh, to the contracts that didn't extend it. There was a free agent. Uh, pool that just was to happen. There's going to be a combine coming up. There's going to be a draft. It just does that capture the audience the same way it does with the NFL. And and I like what Trevor put up here. And he has talked to us about, about what's nerdier to follow these days, Magic the Gathering or MLS. Uh, I, I, I'm going to say that I want to combine those things. Like, why isn't there an MLS Magic the Gathering role-playing card game where you play a Justin map and then you play a Tam card on top of it and, like, it adds all his stats to plus five or something right, like that? Right, 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 right. You, you, you're like, um, I, you only, you have a certain budget. I mean, this is, this gets into fantasy soccer area, but you have a certain amount of, uh, magic, magic dollars and you have to collect, yeah. you have to, you have to put together a team to go and defeat the evil wizard that's protecting the MLS cup. Uh, and if you have a TAM card, bam, now you can fit in another player. No, you see, get- you have gold in the game. You have gold, but with TAM, you can convert mana into gold. So that way you can't cast as many spells. I don't even know. But you, I, can, I, I, but you can go buy stuff with the money. What is what is mana? I don't know. Oh, is that? man. You, you, your RPG game is so <laughs> weak. Okay. Mana is your soul essence of uh, of your player. Okay. It's my, what allows what? you to cast spells. Wait. You have health. My you have what? health. My, my, my soul essence. This yeah, is. Yeah. I mean, that's the best way I can think of to do it. It's, basically, it's your magic yeah. health. Okay. So that's on <laughs> My soul essence. I love it. Uh, all right. So I don't have any soul essence, apparently. Now, um, and then you drink potions and stuff like that, but your potion is in an Advocare like bottle. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you drink, you get the mag- you, you play the Advocare card, and all of a sudden your health points come back. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then you sell, well, I was going to say, you sell some Amway and you get some extra, but you, there's no Amway And you can anymore. buy mascots that are like your couriers that like follow with you and carry an extra pack of items for you. Right. <laughs> you have a little Cosmo or something like that that follows you. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's got to be some way to work in the homegrown players. Uh, we, we, we there, well, there's, if you have rules, that's, <laughs> <laughs> three, MLS four, the gathering. Three, MLS the gathering rules. Three four seven seven five six six two seven six or hit us up at Best Soccer Show on Twitter. MLS the gathering. We are hashtagging this some bitch. We haven't done one of those in a while, have we? Uh, I think it's no. time to do that. Um, we can take your phone calls on. You anything. see, player, players like Federico Iguain, they would have a bigger mana pool because they can play, but they can pull off more like skilled tricks and like and, and like and magic skill things. Where then you have a guy like Chris Korb who has absolutely no mana pool, who Ooh. like he 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 can't pull off anything, right? Well, that's how it so, kind of like, works on Chris Korb, isn't it? I mean, is he Federico Iguain? No, I, I no. Okay, I'm just saying like there's different guys that have different skill sets. Okay, this is true. This is true. Yeah, I mean, obviously, different players have different attributes. They have different uh, whatever. Like Federico Iguain would be a mage or a wizard. <laughs> And then you have like a a, a uh, uh, who's this, uh, Bernardez up in San Jose, San Jose where he's like a warrior, like he's okay. all health yeah, yeah, points yeah. and yeah. strength. Okay, yes, right, exactly. He's all, he can only be used for brute force jobs. He's not going to. Yeah, and like his weapon is an elbow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's Iguain? Yeah, McCarty, Connor Lade, they're uh, dwarves. So so Iguain's weapon would be the chip. 
the 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 chip shot or the lob or whatever. So what, I don't know. Yes, what it, yes, he's got okay. a magic chip shot, but he needs it takes a huge amount of mana to pull it off. So okay. you got to be careful. You got to have that Tam card ready because the Tam card. I don't know if I told you works both ways. You can also convert gold into mana. You oh, can't just wow. do mana into gold. It works wow. both ways, baby, because the Tam is magic. Five three zero. You're on the air. The nerdiest show ever. What's up? Oh, you want to talk about allocation money? That sounds awesome. Okay, <laughs> what is on your mind? Oh, well, I'm calling you from lovely Portland, Oregon, where we're celebrating having a star over our crest for the first time in club history. So things are great. Congratulations. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Uh, you know, well-deserved. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, speaking of allocation money, we just sold Jorge Villafania for a million bucks to Santos Laguna. And if I remember right, that gets us something like six hundred grand of allocation money. We, like you get sixty percent of your transfer fees. Is that right, or is that just for homegrown? I can't remember. I think it's seventy five percent of a homegrown. It's I can't remember what it is for. Yeah, I thought See, it was closer again, to 50, 50, but maybe again, it's 60, again, Jared. Again, we have we we well, run. Uh, surely into, there's a link that I can go to on the MLS website that tells me exactly what that works out to, right? I mean, uh, if it, if it's there, it'll take you tw- fifteen minutes to find the damn thing. Then when you click it, it'll only give you rules that applied four years ago and you're not sure if they apply now and there's a, 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 a an extra element in there that talks about whether or not they're sold to a domestic no i'm just kidding i don't, I don't know i mean it's just it's just too much man it's too much well anyway so speaking of this i had a conversation the other day with some friends about how this allocation money we always just treat it as funny money but now that we're we're finally a selling club uh and it's not the first time it was you know uh we we had a colombian player we traded back down and, and now with Jorge that this, this allocation money is like free money. Basically, if you can get into a good cycle of acquiring players, developing them like we have with a good coach with Caleb Porter and selling them on. And I know this came up when Yedlin went over to Spurs Sounders had all this money, you know, they're going to be running away with the league because they have all this allocation money spent. And it, it just seems really interesting that, that it's, you know, it's like a it's like a free money multiplier, and I feel like there's not that many people taking advantage of it. Maybe it's just because we have trouble selling players in general yeah. to other leagues. Yeah. But I'm surprised that this isn't happening more and more. That we're not, you know, we we supposedly had an offer for like four million dollars for Audi this summer, and I was like, I don't care how many goals he scores. All that allocation money can buy us anything we well, want. You, Get rid of it. Yeah, guy. well, but then you're also buying a a question mark. Audi is a known entity. Sure, but so sure, but, but is the risk worth what you're going to get back in the well, money? This is this is an interesting thing to consider, okay? Because we've seen Sporting take the attitude that they're going to if they get a good offer, they're selling, right? Like um, uh, Oriol right. Rossell, they sold Oriol Rossell. They've had offers. I think I think um, the the kid Eric Palmer Brown's going to go because they're going to get an offer that they can't say no to. It's just a matter of him being the the right age and all that stuff. There is a question as to whether or not MLS teams, and, and look, Portland has the benefit of being the, the defending champion now, can go full on sale mode, Jared, because again, the rules, the MLS, the gathering rules don't necessarily give you the full return. Now, our caller, whose name I didn't get, is saying, you Oh, know, sorry, this is John. Okay, John said, you know, it's, it's a, it's a magic money multiplier, or whatever he called it. It is within an MLS context, but you're still not getting buck for buck, are you? Uh, no, but I, 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 like I said before, I, I think it's really, it's, you gotta be very, very careful about how you, how you do this. You talk about it being found money. It's not really found money for the Portland Timbers. I mean, they, it cost them something to pay him over the last few seasons. And I'll say this, you just traded away, which uh, for my money was the best player during your MLS Cup final game. I think he was my MVP of that game. So, I mean, I, I know it sounds like in the immediate future that you guys found $600,000, but now how much are you going to spend to replace a player? Because the first guy may okay. not work out. So, so then you're going to so go find a second guy a year from now. Here. So we're, and how much we're is this going to cost? Salary in half right there. Uh, two, you know, with guys having real money like Merritt Paulson, he, he's willing to spend his real money to get allocation money back that you can only use for the MLS, but that's fine. That's all he wants to spend his money on anyway. That and ski trips to Vail you know, whatever else millionaires spend their money on. So to me, it seems like a no-brainer. Jorge played great. Best probably 10-game run of his life. Hopefully he continues at Santos. I want to see him succeed. But I, I got to believe that we're going to be able to find a player who's maybe not as good. We don't need the number one left back in the league. The rest of the team's pretty solid. That back line's stable with Ridgewell and Borchers. We need a top 10. It would be great if we had a top five left back. That'd be fantastic. 
I mean, le- left backs, Jared. If you get an offer of a million bucks for a left back like Jorge v- uh, Villafania, you, I think you say yes. I think you do. Um, yeah, I think so. And I'm trying to think, trying to find what Portland gave up to get Jorge Villafania. I think it was the number two selection in the reentry draft process for Chivas USA. So okay. I don't think it was too much. Actually, they got him with the number two selection in the reentry process. So I'm not sure if they cost him anything. I think they were one of the worst teams in 2012, excuse me, 2013, which got them a decent spot in that draft. So I, in this case, I think unlike a lot of other players you sell off, this is a pretty big win across the board financially. You got a MLS Cup out of this guy. It didn't cost you anything to get him. This is a pretty much no-brainer, but I don't. I'm not sure most of these, and I don't think Adi is in the same situation because Adi is the type of guy you build a team around. Villafana is not. He is a complementary role player. So I think that is it, it, it's you gotta be careful when comparing these two types of players. And I think Portland's right to hold Adi unless it was a ridiculous amount of money that they're turning down because Portland has struggled with a number of different strikers up front over the last three to four years. Adi is the Absolutely. first one I can Absolutely. remember that has been he's, consistent he's, for that. He's turned into what this club needed. You know, the, the scoring run he's been on since Caleb criticized him back in August, you know, something like, I don't know, nine or ten of his goals have come in the last three months, and you know, and, and he was scoring every third or fourth yeah. game for the first six months of the season. What, Great. He looks like a world beater. Well, for MLS anyway right what, now. John, what the, but the, at the time... In July, I don't know, man. I would have taken four million. Okay, bucks sure, sure. But here's the thing that's interesting about MLS, as compared to say, you know, an English club, whether you're in the Championship, lower half of the Premier League, or whatever. Um, you know, because obviously a Manchester United type of club never has to sell unless the player just simply doesn't want to be there anymore and the numbers are astronomical. That's that's a different level. That's that's on a different. It's in a different galaxy than what most uh, soccer clubs, the, the 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 galaxy most soccer clubs operate in. In so. You don't have a situation where Portland is ha- needs to sell a player like Fernando Adi to make money to keep themselves going. You know what I'm saying? To to fund the pr- to fund the program the way that a club like I don't know West Brom or Crystal Palace or somebody like that might have to do. The, so it's it's a very I imagine it's a very different sort of thought process, Jared. That goes into what? Well, do we sell him? Okay, what do we get within the MLS system in terms of MLS allocation so that we can go build a team to go what? Win a championship, right? And they thought he could help, and, and he did. Yeah, that is a good Absolutely. risk on their part. I mean, they had to absorb the contracts of Yerudi. I mean, they do have a little bit of safety net. I think they're they're expecting uh, Milano to kind of come in next season and take some of the burden off of Adi, but I think that they're still trying to prove whether or not those two guys can play together or not. I think Milano has been kind of inconsistent, but then again, he came in late in the season. So a lot of the times the late in the season uh, transfers don't work out that well. See Steven Gerrard, see Andre Pilo. Um, so we'll see what he can bring into next season. But Portland's always had these guys that on paper, super sexy. I mean, they brought in that young Colombian DP at first. Everyone thought that was going to be great. Your is supposed to be good. Um, who's the other, um, uh, striker that they had up front that, uh, that didn't oh, work out in the last two seasons? Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Well, he well, did okay. They did their best with Ryan Johnson. Actually, he, he had a, he had a decent run. Oh, oh absolutely. And, until this year, absolutely, Ryan Johnson was our best striker. That's Chris Boyd was the is the big Chris Boyd. That's the one. That's the of. one you're thinking of, Jared. The 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 big Scotsman yeah. who came in and basically did a whole lot of nothing while he was there. So in this in this league, a player like Fernando Adi is super valuable because once you get that guy, there's not a lot of other guys that fit the salary restrictions and the talent enough that really teams can build around at that number nine position. So it's really, really powerful right now. And I think it's one of the reasons why you're not, it's why LA galaxy is not selling off GLC well, Zardes, even though they could for a decent amount of money it's, right it's now. Not just, and that's homegrown money. That's 75%. Well, sure. But again, it's not just about what you get. Okay. It's not just about the money that, uh, although it's not always allocation, right? You're actually getting that money. It's not, it's not, I, I don't know why I said that earlier. Sometimes you actually do get that money. I know that the story goes that Moa Dew's sale from TFC actually helped them fund, you know, like youth programs, the academy, that kind of thing for a while. Um, so, you know, it, 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 but it's not, it's within the MLS context again, because you're not spending like a normal club would spend. Like, oh, we got $4 million for a player. Now we have $4 million to go spend out in the world on anything we want to buy, whether it's four million, four one million dollar players or one or two, two million. MLS has to go, MLS teams have to go, well, now we have, 
you know, 75% or 60% of our sale uh, price and we get to use it on this thing. But, oh, look, we only have so much room under the cap now or we only have so much, um, you know, we only have so many roster spots available uh, within the cap structure or we only have so many uncapped spots available, you know what I'm saying, to buy a player to do whatever. It's not, it's not the same sort of market uh, in impact as it would a, have. A productive player is worth more to MLS teams that's, yeah, than it is for another league out there because we can't just come in and, and cut and paste because we have the money to spend on another player. Similar, Gaston Fernandez is actually the other Portland striker I was trying to think of that that uh, Gaston oh, yeah. Fernandez, the one that didn't produce well. We were having serious. <clears throat> but uh, it, that's why the why why did Chicago overpay for Mike games. McGee? You know, like why do why do teams overpay when they have that one guy out there that is that really really yeah. made the team go well? Because the the uh, cost of scouting and finding another player and the cost of taking the risk on bringing him in for a season it could cost you that season. So when you get that guy, that's that decent guy. I mean, MLS teams really heavily invest, and I think players know that. And so the people ask the question, why did Graham Zuzzi not go overseas? Why did Matt Beasler not go overseas? Because Kansas City is willing to part with enough money that they realize that – look look at Sporting Kansas City when they lost Kai Kamara. That took that their season for a year, year and a half, maybe close to two years to recover from letting Kai Kamara go, despite the fact they got a decent amount of money out of it. So yeah. you can look at trades like that, and you can look at like letting guys go like Kai Kamara, and you can see the immediate impact over two seasons of that what it is letting that pl- yeah. player go, and that's with them keeping Zuzi and with them keeping Matt Beasley. Yeah, by the way, that's I mean, that's those exact those are exactly the players Tam is meant for. By the way, exactly the players Kai Kamara. No, well maybe Kai Kamara to keep him. You know, if if you wanted to try to keep him here. But sir, well, yeah. I mean, I guess Columbus could, will probably end up using Tam on a player like Akai uh, Kamara. But I'm talking about Matt Beasler and Graham Zusi. Yeah, but then you have those people out there that think that they made the wrong choice for their career. Yeah, but I'm talking about that. I'm talking about within the MLS within an MLS player roster building structure. You you use your you if you have Tam now, you use it to pay down Graham Zusi and pay down Matt Beasler, so they don't cost as much against the cap. I don't know if either one of them counts as DP right now. I don't think that's so. That's what right? we did to that's what we did to Fernando Adi. Well, we there you go. Down his his million dollar salary under the cap, so we could bring in Lucas Milano on a million bucks go. a year. There you go. So hey, I'm I'm loving that money. Yeah. Lucas right. Milano's got some good hair. John, appreciate the call, man. Hey, hey, go Portland Timbers. We won the cup. Yeah, I know you did. That, that that's gonna get real annoying, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Did we do that in L.A.? Uh, no, because you guys you guys have that. Nose in the air thing, like the Yankee. Well, the Yankee fans will talk about twenty six. Oh, the MLS Cup. That's the thing holding down my papers on my desk. <laughs> no, you guys do stuff like, uh, like Bruce and the champagne bottle, and that that image gets burnt, burnt. Okay, mm-hmm. like we get it. Bruce was that's a, that's Bruce a was great, celebrating. A great image though. Bruce was celebrating. He had the champagne bottle. He that drank. might be one of the most iconic, uh, iconic. Pictures ever taken it's, in MLS. It's uh, it's the Soda Popinski picture. You remember Soda Popinski, right? Oh, from Mike Tyson. Yeah, from Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Yeah, yeah. By the way, do you know that they changed that at some point during our lives? That became just Punch Out. No, no, because they took it was, the Mike Tyson name off it. It was Punch Out first, dude. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was Punch Out first. Then they added Mike Tyson's name, and I think they created one more character and threw Tyson at the end, and it became Mike Tyson's Punch Out. It was it was just really? regular Punch Out before five oh three. Who's this? Yo, guys, Patrick in Portland, how you doing? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Here they come, dude. <laughs> Patrick, Did uh, someone say Portland three times as though they come out of the woodwork? <laughs> Somebody, oh, you're talking? I, you guys talking about me? <laughs> no, no, we were talking. Uh, we, we just had a caller on who was uh, from Portland and very happy to uh, call us up and let us know that Portland won the cup. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, I saw you guys. Are you guys talking Magic the Gathering too? What the heck's going on tonight? Okay, so we're talking about. Uh, do I have to do this? Listen to the oh, show. Wait, 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 Patrick. wait, wait. Hold on, though. Did you specifically call because you're interested in hearing about Magic the Gathering as an MLS game? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I saw the MLS the Gathering, and I, I thought I had a good one. Okay, uh, go for it. Let's do it with Timber's Timber's twist for you. Okay, throw it in. I, I don't know how how familiar you guys are with it, but uh, I think Nat Borchers. He would be a green. Uh, wall defender. He would be with, uh, Forest Walk. I think that would be good. He'd be like an elf 
Okay. <laughs> that's like his, that's like his power forced walk. With forced walk, yeah. That means uh, the beard has to do something, though. His beard must do something as a magical power. <laughs> like maybe it grows uh, yeah. long enough Half in battle that it covers his torso and it gives him extra armor. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, uh, Patrick. I, I mean, I like it. We'll, we'll we'll throw it into the mix. This is MLS. You know, MLS. The gatherings about about the players and about what they can be within the game, but it's also about the rules. So we get to throw in. You know, we're we're trying to uh, throw in a couple of um, uh, uh, of very MLS like rules into MLS the Gathering because the problem is MLS is too damn complicated. It's sort of like Magic the Gathering. You got anything else? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was just calling. Uh, I wanted to see your guys' take on uh, who you think. Some of the fringe or uh, kind of uh, you know out there call ups Clinton's going to pull for the January camp. Um, I was thinking, you know, my boy who just got sold, unfortunately, but I was wondering if uh, maybe Jorge Viafania might get a little nod at left back. I I'd like to see him get a look. That's, that's the name that came to my head. Yeah, I think I'd like to see him. Thanks for the call, uh, Patrick. We got to move on. I, I'd like I think to the question is though: Is he too new to Santos that they won't want to disturb that? Uh, yeah, maybe. I I mean, that, they are going on break right now. The whole league's going to be on break. Right. I'm not sure when, when does, Mexico comes uh, the, back. The Classoris start. The class, I need to look up the, the 2016 Classoris schedule uh, and figure that out. Because, yeah, obviously you want him to get settled uh, with his new team down in Mexico. Uh, and but in terms of left backs out there that are fringe, I mean, his name comes to the top of the list. People will say Robbie Rogers, but I think yeah. he had definitely had an injury down the stretch and has had surgery in the off season. The uh, so uh, the uh, the Clasura begins on January eighth, Jared. That's bad timing for Jorge Villafania. Yeah, it's also rough too because I mean that's Greg Garza as well. Your other left back option. Okay, we got we got uh, Trevor out here doing work creating. <laughs> MLS the Gathering card. I didn't even check, man. <laughs> I, I, I gotta see what's going on here. <laughs> Dax McCarty is all up in this. Um, but, okay, yeah, three hundred one. You're on the air. Hey, it's Amir from DC. Hey, Amir, what's going on, my friend? Um, nothing. I was just reading uh, Black and Red United. I want to get you guys a uh, take on this. It's a potential move. Uh, Will Johnson to DC United for what? What do you think of that? Wait, just I mean, just, oh, that's right. He's he's. Just is he under? <laughs> is he under? He, the, you're gonna have to trade for him, right, Jared? I'm pretty sure I, you have to I, trade. I'll for be him. honest with you. I have not even heard what he said because I've been too busy looking at the amazing creation of Dax McCartmage <laughs> and McCartmage. the creature Ginger Pitchwalker <laughs> that, that that Trevor just created for Magic that for right, the Gathering. So, right. what was the question? It, it, the question is whether or not Dax McCarty to DC works. Oh, Dax McCarty, sorry, Will Johnson to DC works. Um. It works in that, it, oh man, it, it, you, what I'd be worried about is too much like for like with Perry Kitchen. I think Will Johnson's probably better two ways at his prime. Now, I don't know yeah. what, what Will Johnson's at right now in terms of recovery and getting back to his old form. Yeah. But I think he might be a little bit better two ways, and I'd be worried about a little bit too much of the same with him and Perry Kitchen. But I will say it will lock down defensively that that midfield. Certainly would be. I mean, yeah, if you got Perry Kitchen and Will Johnson sharing a midfield, but are you getting enough dynamic play out of that pair? Are you getting enough box to box stuff from Will Johnson to make up for the fact that basically you're playing an empty bucket? I mean, DC that that fits their style. I, I think that's where Lamar Nagel comes in. That's where Nick DeLeon comes in. I mean, Ben Olsen may choose to go with. Hey, we're going. It's totally within Ben Ben Olsen's. Um, personality as a coach and as as a creator of a system to say I'm going to limit opportunity. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, so, what limits opportunity more than locking down with a bucket that midfield? Require more of Nick DeLeon, require more of Lamar Nagel to get creativity from wings, and then maybe you maybe you keep a, a Saburio around, a guy that's a decent target guy in the air, or maybe you go after an Alan Gordon that's out on the free agent market right now mm. and say, listen, we're going to try to beat guys on the wings, yeah. get crosses in, and try to find players that can to be opportunistic with that type of service. Uh, yeah, but but I. You know the two teams that are out there mentioned for their, uh for Will Johnson um, most. I mean, are, are Chicago and TFC, and I like him in both of those spots better than I like him in TFC DC. with Michael Bradley. Yeah, I think so. I, and I think if you play Michael Bradley with Will Johnson, then I think you've got something pretty interesting there. You play him underneath Michael Bradley yeah. and push Bradley further up into the field, or you yeah. play them as a flat. You, you no, you play Michael Bradley ahead of. Of well, you you play them as a you know they're they're pivoting off of each other, but I think you're going to end up with Michael Bradley ahead 
of Will Johnson most of the time, but th- that gives you a little bit more dynamic play deep and, and allows Mike, Michael Bradley can sit, can still sit deep and pick those passes. He likes to play. He can still play around the center circle. I, I mean, if you're, if you're running breaks and stuff, Michael Bradley's capable of that in an MLS, in an MLS situation. I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. And, and as for Chicago, you got Polster, you got Harry Ship. You got uh, David Akam on the wing. You got uh, there's some there's some pieces there that could work too. Yeah, I think that there's there's definitely some pieces there. Um, I think Chicago's a good shout. Um, they definitely need something in that middle of the, uh, that midfield to really uh, tighten it down. I mean, it, it's just <clears throat> to look at Harry Ship out there and think, God, somebody help him. It's like yeah. you're watching a guy. It's, it's like the Princess Bride, and he's fallen into the fire sand in the in the in the fire swamp. You know, it's just like someone dive in there with a vine and pull that guy up out of mm-hmm. there because he he needs help. Yeah, and uh, I don't. Maybe it's asking too much of Will Johnson. I like I said we don't know what player he is. That was a serious serious injury he came back from. Mm-hmm. But if he's the guy you remember, that's the guy you want in a place like Chicago. You pay money to get that guy to Chicago. Amir, uh, what do you make of the uh, what do you make of the new badge? Uh, it's, at first I was like, no. And then, <laughs> uh, it's kind of grown on me and I, I like it. I just don't like, there's, there's like no red in it. Like, it's like you described my courtship black. with my wife. <laughs> um, the, yeah. Also, it looks too much like the Capitals logo. You think yeah. it looks too much like the Caps logo? I mean, the Caps it's too much like a fire st- Firebird. It's the Capitals. It looks a lot like the Capitals alter- alternate logo. It does look like a Firebird. I, I, I like it. I don't have a problem with it. I'm not a. I'm not huge with things extending outside of the shield, Jared. I like. I like. If yeah. you're gonna have a shield, keep things inside of the shield for the most part. But I don't. Well, mind here, here's one. here's my thing about it. I don't think it was either a enough or shouldn't have been done. Okay. E- either go big or don't don't mess with it yeah. because I don't think it was messed with enough to really re-identify the brand. Yeah. So and so they definitely didn't go far enough if that's the direction you were trying to go. And I think by not going far enough, you kind of isolate a little bit some of the people that are the purists and the traditionalists that identify with the old logo. So I think they really just they just they have to do one or the other. And I don't feel like they did either one very well. They kind of went down this middle road. It's kind of like, well, why bother? Yeah. Amir, I got to let you go. Anything else? Um, yeah, just quickly. Who do you guys think surprise player next season? Like in the entire league? Yeah. Just oh, surprise. my God, man. Just I don't surprise. even know who's... That's kind of hard without knowing who's coming to the yeah, league we in don't the, know what in the offseason. Um, judging on the players that are currently there, I'm going to actually say... I'm going to change it from surprise to breakout because that's kind of what it is at this point because yeah. we know... <clears throat> we don't know who's coming in. But in terms of a breakout guy next season, oh, man, I'm... I, <sighs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I, there's just too many options. I mean, there's too many variables in play, right? Tommy Thompson. I know that's kind of a cheap uh, cheap out, but I'll take Tommy Thompson. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take – I think Ethan Finley has a better, bigger what? year He was a breakout year this year. That's crazy. Thanks, Amir. i got to let you go. 573, you're on the air. Hey, this is Shane from Chicago. What's going on, Shane? Uh, I was just talking about the Will Johnson something you guys were talking about earlier. Yeah, go ahead. I'm personally just, I'm personally just not a fan of it. Uh, I think that paying so much for a guy who just broke his leg and he's sitting on like 315000 I think it was this year. Yeah, it's a lot so of cash. Team, I just don't think we need him. Well, but you play your TAM card. You play your TAM card. Well, okay, Shane, here's the question for you. Do you have that guy? Do, first of all, do you need that guy? Do you need a holding mid, midfielder in that team right now? Or are you going to get by with that polster? I think Polster was. I think Polster did really well. I think that he's going to continue to get better. So I think that's our guy right now. And then work on rebuilding our back line, which is in shambles this last yeah, year. That's true. They, they need defensive help the right now. Yeah, they need a lot of defensive help there in Chicago, Jared. I mean, again, you're playing Jeff Lorenowitz as a center back. That probably isn't a good sign. I hated that. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it, it it was a huge, huge uh, adjustment. Listen, he, he he did well in a bad situation. I think I think you can't look at Jeff Lorenzo and say I wish I gotten more out of that guy that position. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that, that, that it, it was it was a, it was a, a fault to ever go that direction in the first place. Yeah, Shane, I gotta go, let you go. I got other people coming right. in. You got anything else? Sounds good. All right, yeah, have a good night. Thanks a lot. There's uh, Shane in uh, Chicago. Let's talk to Gio down in San Antonio. What's up, Gio? Hey guys, how's it going? I was calling yeah, to uh, chime in on the uh, DC United logo. Okay, go ahead. 
uh, not being a DC United fan, I guess my my opinion is of limited value. But frankly, I think it looks like the logo for a supervillain on a Saturday morning cartoon show. <laughs> it, it looks like it's right up there with uh, Cobra uh, from GI Joe. Oh, you know, name man. name Ooh, it name is kind your of villain the Black Eagles or something like that, and you've got your logo. Okay. All right. I mean, I can see that. By the it way, does, Destro would be a fantastic. It mascot. does. By the way, that Cobra logo from GI Joe. That is a legit sick logo. I mean, that is a well designed. That was that was well done. That was extremely fantastic well done. I'm trying logo. to think of a better like cartoon bad guy logo than that. Well, I mean, I mean, if you think, think about like, the days like Inspector Gadget with Chaos, that was weak. Well, okay, but I'm thinking like. The Transformers, both the Autobots and Decepticons, they came pretty Decepticons strong. Decepticons are strong. Decepticons. Autobots, I'm not too found. Oh no, no, the Decepticons the, are strong. The Autobots is pretty like just blah, but the but the Decepticons. And by the way, how jumps. pimp was was were the trans original Transformers that Megatron was a gun? I know, right? I know. Like that would that was another level. Was like I don't think about it much back then, but now looking back, it's like. Wow, they made the villain in that literally turn into a gun. You, you had to have another Transformer pick him up and fire him. That was the best. Yes. Thing. And this also, think of the genius in toy making that is. Yeah, I mean, the whole, yeah, the whole, the 80s were replete with, by the way, did you know that they're making a Gem and a Holograms movie is coming out soon? Did you know that? Oh, uh, I've seen the. I've seen the trailer and it just hurts. Okay. It hurts yeah. so bad because it just like they, they just took a it's almost like what they did with Point Break. Okay? Because basically you just took the name and took one small concept of the movie and then turning that into a new movie. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the yeah. original. Yeah. Truly, truly, truly outrageous. Truly outrageous. Sorry, that was an ad. Uh Gio, got anything else, man? Uh yeah, some small little bit of news out of San Antonio. Uh, looks like on our agenda for the, what is it, the city of San Antonio City Council, uh, they name San Antonio FC or SAFC, uh, an ordinance authorizing the public facility corporation to enter into a soccer stadium facility lease agreement with SAFC for a term of 20 years. Interesting. All right. All right. Did Thanks you just, do that? just throwing that out there, we may have a name in San Antonio. All right, Gio. Appreciate it. SAFC. There you go. There goes Gio in San Antonio. Robert is in the wind. But him dirty. You did him dirty. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> That's the, nobody remembers that one. I mean, first of all, you could easily make the whole like you're a boy. What do you know about Gem thing? I'm not. I'm not doing I, that. I, I, I hey, watched Showtime, Showtime Synergy. I watched. I watched some Gem. I did. I watched some Gem. Robert from LA, you're on the air. Hey Jason. Hey Jared. Uh, hope you guys are doing good tonight. Uh, I wanted to bring up something that a oh, very important. Sorry. Uh, your thoughts. Uh, tomorrow. I think it's tomorrow Wednesday. It's a uh, Abby Wambach's last game in charge, and I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a, and, uh, I'm gonna watch it and. Uh, no offense, I'm going to feel like a, maybe a little emotional when I watch it because as long as I've been a U.S. soccer fan, I've, I'm a, I've always seen her. And uh, I wouldn't be as emotional when Donovan retired, but I just wanted to you guys, uh, ask you guys, uh, do you think her record is going to stay intact of her goal record? Do you think anyone's going to come close to being it? Uh, who's who's over there, Jason? What was that last part? Yeah, I'm going to let you, Rob. Robert, are you like, where are you? Right. I'm, I'm, not, I'm at the park right now. It's, it's a windy. Okay. It's really windy. He's right up now, with like the Hollywood it. sign. <laughs> yeah. He's got his uh, no. wingsuit on. He's about to jump. All right. Thanks for the call, Robert. Appreciate it. Um, it, it was all about, it was all about, uh, Abby Wambach. And, and I think first, first he made me laugh because it said, he said it's her last game in charge, which, which made me laugh. But then he said, you know, are you going to be emotional? And then, uh, will her record stand? Like how long will her record, her record stand? Man, that, that's tough because I think it's going to stand for quite some time, and here's the reason why. As the women's leagues around the world grow, the national teams are going to play less games. They're not going to need to play as many games to both, yeah. A, make it financially viable for the players, and B, get them enough games to actually give them reps. So the leagues are going to start taking on more of that. It's very similar to the U.S. national team um, it's circa 92 through 98, where I don't know if anyone's ever going to reach Kobe Jones' appearance record again. Right. Because right. they played so many more games during those, those phases. They played so many more times a year. Yeah. Um, so I, it's, I, I think it, I don't think it'll be necessary for a player to score that many goals 
anytime soon again. Yeah. Um. The the do, do you know what the record for men is? Do you have any idea? For the record for goal scoring? Yeah. In a, international. Think, is, is it like uh? It's not that big. Isn't it like thirty-seven or something like that? Or wait, no, what? No, the total number of goals. No, come on, Landon Donovan had fifty goals, dude. Come on. Oh, you mean I was talking about U.S. team? I, no, you're talking no, about no, all no. time or someone no, like, men's team? Yeah, Landon Donovan um, had fifty. Um, I'll say. One ten, Alan Shearer. Uh, no, the record is one hundred and nine by Ali Dia from Iran. Iran. Do you know how many how that, many caps he had? He, how many? One hundred and forty nine. Wow, that's okay. damn impressive. So sure, so that's a great goal scoring record in one hundred and forty nine caps. And and we already talked about it. what's uh what's Kobe's record? What's Kobe Jones's uh, cap for record? Caps? I think he's two hundred something. Wasn't no, he? he's not not even close to two hundred, dude. He, no? He, no, no, no. I don't know. You, your brain is all over there. 164. Okay. That's a lot. Oh, it's not even close to 200. It's that's not. like 35 away. <laughs> okay. It's not close to, that's a lot of games. 35 is a lot of games. Do you know how many, how many games Abby Wambach has played for the United States of America? I don't want to guess because I feel okay. like I'm going to be called out for okay. it. Okay. 251. So yeah, over 200 for her. So she's, but actually her, her rate, her goal scoring rate is exactly the same as Ali Dia, uh, 0.73 goals per match. But, uh, I mean, I, I, you, you make a great point. The issue is, by the way, Landon Donovan, 57 goals. The issue is that you're not going to play enough games. Landon Donovan did his in 157 caps. So, I mean, not a great return because whatever. He was, he wasn't playing forward the whole time. He wasn't a goal scoring freak, but he played a lot of games and got up to that number. Yeah. I, I, I don't know that we're going to see anybody women's side. I mean, and it I would have to be a woman. If, if, if the women's game succeeds, no one should have to do it. Yeah, you know, no one should come close to that if the women's game goes the direction it, it should go in. Yeah, but I'm not sure that's going to happen for a long time. I, I see what you're saying. Like as the women's game gets stronger from the club side, you'll have less international games. But I just, I, I think that's things are going to stay this way for at least another ten, fifteen, twenty years. They just are, dude. I'm, su- I'm super bummed, man. Like I've this, I'm on my, like my fourth different iPhone like I've ever had. Right? I've never, ever. Broken glass. You broke glass. I got like a, I, 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 not bad, but I can see like, dude, there's a streak right through here, but the right angle. Yeah. Man, I've never been that guy. You know what, Mike? Mike, I had. And a, I've never, I, I've never put a screen protector on a phone or anything like that either. I don't have a screen. I, I, I've, I've, I've never had an iPhone, so I've never broken because it, my, whatever. I, my Samsung Galaxies never break like that. But my kid dropped the iPod Touch that I had and shattered that screen. So that's sitting in my house and I'm not going to get a fix. It's not a phone. It's not as crucial. But now that means that if you want to pull up Snapchat, Jared, and check out the, the incredible Snapchats from DJ Khaled, you can't do that. Are you, are you following DJ Khaled on Snapchat? From who? <laughs> you have no idea who I'm talking about, do you? No, who is this? DJ Khaled. All right, he's like a. He's like a. I know. I know who DJ Countess is. No, no, this is. <laughs> that's really good. You turned it back to soccer. <laughs> I very much appreciate that. DJ Khaled. Is your first you ever done with me? DJ Khaled is like this. Uh, I don't even. Know, he's not really a rapper like that, but he's sort of like in hip hop. Some. All right. So if you ever heard, if you ever heard that song, all I, all I do is win. You probably heard the song. If you yeah. Know. Okay. Yeah. So this. DJ Khaled is, uh, this guy. DJ Khaled! Okay, so that's DJ Khaled, okay? It, he just says his own name? Well, at the beginning of the song, and then it's all these people yelling, all I do is win. But what's, what's fascinating is, so I'm on Twitter earlier, and somebody's like, is DJ Khaled gonna, gonna live? What's happening with DJ Khaled? He's gonna die. And I'm like, what's, what are you people talking about? DJ Khaled Snapchat right now is amazing. So I go to, D, to Snapchat, and I follow DJ Khaled. You have to do this. I'm telling everybody. I, I'm just man. I deleted Snapchat because I just didn't. It didn't appeal to me. Okay, that's fine. I understand. Trust me. It took me a long time to even understand what the hell DJ, uh, what, what the hell Snapchat was about. But you have to do it just for DJ Khaled because the man Snapchat is is the truth. It is the truth. He is out there giving you the keys to success, Jared. You need to to follow DJ Khaled. So you can get the so keys. it's it's kind of like run, Reverend Run Wisdom, but better, <laughs> way better, <laughs> way better because it's not it doesn't make any sense at all. Is he better than hold on, hold on, is he better than? Hold on, listen to this. Is he but, bad boy dies. He said, "Play." <laughs> singing in the pool. Wait, wait, hold on. This is the best. Right, you gotta I to eat three of these vitamin gummies every day. Trust me, this is a major key. 
<laughs> key to success. <laughs> but does he drop more knowledge than Deacon Deuce? Uh, no, that's are we bringing that back for real? You really want to? You want to no, try that? Uh, yeah, we should probably not do that. <laughs> Three four seven seven five six six two seven six. Uh, I want my Snapchat to be like DJ Khaled's Snapchat. I really do. I mean, the man's like key to success. Always go with the flow. That's a major key to success. And then he's talking about his adult gummy vitamins. I eat three mm-hmm. of these a day. Trust me. Major That's key also, to isn't success. That, isn't it always go with the flow also like the, the progressive like motto? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. All I know is he's like watering his plants in his house. He pulled up. Today, the reason his Snapchat was out there like that, the reason I followed him is because the man got on his jet ski. He went to Rick Ross's house on his jet ski, pulled up next to Rick Ross on his jet ski, went to his boy's house, had lunch on his jet ski. It got a little dark. So now DJ Khaled's got to get back to his house on his jet ski, except now it's dark and he can't see where he's going. And he's Snapchatting. This is real. This is get real. I don't know where I can't see anything. This is- so he's on his jet ski in the water, Snapchatting. Yes. <laughs> in All the right, dark, I, got, I got respect for that. Game. In the dark. Because the only person I see like of equal status to that it would be like Breck Shea. <laughs> By the way, why don't we have that social media guy out there? I don't know. Why doesn't MLS have that guy? I don't know. Guy? Where's that guy? We need that I guy. Mean, don't get me wrong. I think LA was doing really well with their Gargs and Gordo kind of thing they had going on. And I think, um, I think that there's guys out there like, I think if you turn the reins loose on a um, on a Brexit, you know he could probably go that direction. But I'm worried that we're watering. I'm worried that there's communication and PR guys out there that are watering our flavor down. Maybe. I mean, I think it's that, like it's like we got this Kool Aid and someone added an extra cup of water. I think that, I so think, now it doesn't really taste like grape like it should. I think the I think the instinct is to pull back. You know, MLS has, it's still, the, the vestiges of the family friendly era are still there, you know, and, and we don't, we haven't, and not that, not that we need these teams to go like crazy and wild and edgy, but let the players be the, there's nothing, like, there's nothing edgy at all about DJ Khaled getting, uh, on his Snapchat, taking a Snapchat of him watering his plants, talking about the key, the major keys to success. Mm-hmm. And this is a key. Pay attention. Here's a key. I'm doing this thing. Here's a key. But I also think the best personalities MLS ever had missed this social media revolution. John Con, uh, not John, uh, Joe Cannon would have been fantastic if he had, like, social media back in the there's day. There's still these, there's still guys out there, though. There's still guys out, and I'm not talking about like. Can you imagine Lexi Lawless at the height of his PR game back in circa '95? I, right? I know, right? Where the acid wash was flowing. I know. I mean, there was honeys at the door with with like dreads, and like he's in Italy. He is a six foot four redheaded <laughs> man in acid wash denim in Italy. The and if he had a phone on him at the time, yeah. Like yeah. there would have he came up with in bed with Alexi now. What would he have come up with if he was twenty five and doing that? I know, right? I know. It's like what would I have done if I had had that then? Uh Robert in LA is uh admonishing us for not men- mentioning um that the Stanford Cardinal won the two thousand fifteen college Who? cup. The Stanford Cardinal? They they're if you say that's a thing. Is that well, a real is that an MLS team? Is that a professional team? No, no, that's the college. The university Stanford University. Well, I only ask because I hear that they have a US national team player playing. They do. Them. Oh my gosh. His name is Jordan Morris. Wait, by the way, um Zach Morris, we've talked about this, right? We've talked about ooh, ooh, the, wait, I like where this is going. Well, I'm just saying, I think we've talked about the it it's almost like I don't know. It, I don't know. There, there's got to be some connection we can make, some Saved by the Bell connection we can make. Because, first of all, Jordan is definitely one of those names that got real popular when Michael started balling in the in the early '90s. Like that's yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of people name their kids Jordan, right? And and he's yeah, also sure. his last name is Morris, which is obviously Zach Morris's last name. I think there's some sort of we we've got to figure out some sort he's of the 90s. ultimate. He's the ultimate bit in the '90s. He's baby. such a '90s baby. He's such a '90s baby. He's also a very good soccer player. The question now is whether or not he takes that that offer. The reported to be his the, middle name is Dylan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, reported to be the biggest homegrown contract offer in league history. The highest we know of. I was told this today by Will Parchman is Tommy Thompson's 140k. So and Duke can't even get a game. Jordan uh, Jordan's about to get paid above a buck forty. Ho- and and apparently Garth Logaway said their entire. How is Zardes not making more than that? I don't know. Uh, he might know. He might be now, but he's on a second contract. So okay. the the Garth Logaway said. 
that the Sounders' entire homegrown allocation of the money that they're allowed to spend on homegrown signings, the entire pool is going to Jordan Morris should he take that contract. And the guess is that's around 220000 bucks. That ain't chump change. That's a pretty good... I'm almost Honestly, Jason, honestly, it may not be enough. Really? Don't you think that guy could go over to a second division side overseas and get more than that? Mm, I don't know. I don't know yet. I don't He's playing for so. 1860 Munich. Can he get more than two hundred twenty thousand? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Not not out not out the gates. Not not having never been a professional player. He's not out the gates. He's played for the U.S. national team. He has camps. He has goals for U.S. national team. I mean, it's. I'm I'm not saying he is the second coming. I'm not sure he's even worth more than that. I'm just saying that it may not be enough, but I think it will be because the one thing Jordan uh, Jordan Morris has shown is that he likes comfort. Yeah. Okay. You know, he didn't. He stayed with Stanford not just because he's comfortable because he wanted education. I get that, but it shows he's pragmatic. And he's practi- practical. Going overseas and taking that risk may not be pragmatic and practical. Yeah, and look, I mean, he's, again, his dad is the uh, the team doctor up with the Sounders. He's been in that academy system. He knows those guys. He knows that place. I think he's going to sign. I don't know if it's going to be this. this. He's got one year of eligibility, so it's not really about whether or not he jumps overseas, Jared. It's whether or not he goes back to Stanford and plays for another year. But they won a title. He scored two goals in the title in the championship game. He's clearly the best player in college soccer. There's really nothing left for him in college. Go pro. Please, Jordan. Go pro. Please. Yeah, man, I'm just, I can't get off my MLS to gather. I keep thinking of ideas and stuff. <laughs> All right. So we're going to keep that going on Twitter at, uh, hashtag MLS the gathering. Like uh, there's a, there's definitely a card that gives you more armor that's just a shin guard, like the immortal shin guard. Okay. Okay. You can, can call it, you can call it the shin guardian. Okay. Just so you know, this is like, this is not like, this is not my thing. So I, I'm going to be a very little help to you in this situation. Now well, that's nothing new. No. <laughs> that's well done. And you know what? I haven't even given you. Jay Rodius. Giving you anything. Now, now I feel like part of the, the, and we've talked about this, part of the impact of the bonus show is that sometimes we push our, our pop culture stuff to the side and we don't use it as much mm-hmm. on this program. But before we go, I just gave a couple of extra minutes here. We actually got a little bit of a late start tonight. Just tell me, what are you watching right now, Jay? Cause I got nothing. I really, I got nothing right now. And I'm sort of, um, I'm actually, honestly, no, I'm, catch, I'm biggest... catching up on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So that's wrong. Go ahead. My big, Biggest addiction right now, and this is something that is going to be really cheesy. I am absolutely 100% addicted to both during the week and even in between, like looking at forums and like, like this is the level I kind of was with Lost, Curse of Oak, uh, Curse of Oak Island. Oh God, man! Really, this one? Seriously, this again? Dude, I, 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 you, you ask, but you don't want to hear my answer. Okay, <laughs> no, I'm into it, dude. I, I don't know right. what to tell you. Like, there's a. I, I found it actually through a podcast. Like, there's a Bigfoot podcast out there called Astonishing Legends that does like very coast to coast stuff. Yeah. But they yeah. do really depth in search research. I only do a show every two weeks, so they can do a lot of research. And it's kind of fun stuff like that. Okay. And I have a, they have okay. a four part one on Oak Island. Totally got me enamored with the idea of it. Okay. And then I mean, look, I I'm like totally watching. I got my kid. I got my kid watching. Dude, it. I am. T- I am all in on mysteries. I am all in on like unexplained phenomena. Uh, I, like I, the Nazca lines, I'm all in on that type of stuff. But except for the whole like mystical ancient aliens thing, I, I don't know. I'm really buying. Nah, I'm not in. I'm not in on. I mean, that I look stuff. no, but I but, but I do like like these things that like you know. Recently, I was reading an article that they may have found the actual place where the stones for Stonehenge came from in Wales. Like this is a thing that they've just identified. Yeah, that it was actually erected there and then moved. Yeah, right. right. That's that stuff fascinates me. But come on, man, it's a big hole in the ground on an island. Seriously. What's up? Have, have you have have you watched it? No, but I've read enough about Oak it's Island. Oh, you you've read actually, enough. Actually, you know what? You've I have enough. I have watched one episode. They tried to dig. It rained. They couldn't dig. End of episode. <sighs> I'm telling you, man. That's what it was. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. There there's some there's some bad production going on on that show. But <laughs> other shows I'm into right now. And I know Trevor Trevor is gonna like cringe when he says I'm enjoying Homeland. I know he hates that. I'm enjoying Homeland. Uh, I really do the digging. Uh, you watched Master of None? Master of None. No, that's the 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 yeah. That's uh. Says Ansari's Ansari's, yeah. uh show on yeah. Netflix. I have not watched it yet. That's really really good. I mean, there's there's a couple episodes in particular that are re- I really enjoyed. There's some really good stuff they do with like his dad. His da- real dad plays his dad in it. And his real mom plays his mom. 
they're really fun. But, okay, uh, I, that's I, about it for now. I'm not, I'm not okay. too into anything right. else really. All right, good. All right, so I don't have any. Uh, um, maybe I'll. I'm not going to go in on Oak Island. I'm sorry, I can't do it. I, I'll find something. I need to. Maybe I need to catch Master of None. Like I said, I'm catching up on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, I do have a podcast re- recommendation. I just started today. I've only listened to two episodes. It's called. It's, it's a little indie one called Serial. <laughs> no, I'm not sure about the second season yet. I'm not, I don't know if I'm all in on um uh on 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 Serial yet. It's called. What is this called? This is called. You must remember this. I think is what it's called, and it's um it's a podcast okay. about the history of Hollywood. So today I listened to uh some behind the scenes stuff. MGM. Back in the day when the studio system was rolling, really fascinating. I, I, I dig that sort of history. So yeah, I, I dig like kind of history. I like the history kind of podcast like yeah, that too. Yeah. All right, let's wrap up this uh, regular edition of the Best Soccer Show. Make sure you're on iTunes, ratings, reviews, all that stuff. By the way, well, we're gonna do okay. We're, we're gonna take care of it, but make sure that you're che- you're taking care of your boys this holiday season. That's all I'm gonna say. Right? Do we to mm. go ahead and put it out there? I don't. Know. Does that mean like take care of them, like put them in a nice cradley bosom? A cradling, <laughs> yeah. Um, you're bringing back my bosom thing. Yes, we're cradling, mm-hmm. soft, uh, uh, well designed. Uh, how else do you say? I don't know. I think in the Magic: The Gathering game, the Mac Weldon card it kind of restores your health and rejuvenation. Yes, and if you use if you use the incantation, best you get twenty percent bonus. Right, you get twenty percent more. Yeah, so yeah. take take care of your boys, like my man said. Go get yourself some some nice underwear, briefs, boxer briefs, whatever you like. They got boxers. long johns over there. They got some hoodies that look really comfortable. I think I'm gonna get myself. I'm a actually digging their sock game. Okay, sock game is on point, Jared. I need to get. I need to get more. I, I'm still a white sock guy. Oh my I God. need to be the kind of guy that's got hoops on his socks of different colors and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. My sock game is atrocious. Yeah, uh, yeah. improve your sock game, my friend. All right, we're going to roll. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks to all the callers. Uh, We'll talk to you guys next week. Playing hot dogs and donuts with two fangirls in the locker room. We'll call that a bonus drop because uh, I got a new keyboard. Playing hot dogs and donuts. Yep, see, let's do it again. Mikkel Morsen and Paul Sundeskere. I'm Epic Win. Get to the chopper! Danger Zone! Skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. Jay Rodius.